episode number 154 refresh coming soon? Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. Happy St. Paddy's Day. I, I, I should have had an Irish jig waiting to... <laughs> I, like, I like Dennis Leary's version. What's his What's his version? Uh, it's a, It was on one of his stand-ups. It's, it involves typical Irish drinking, 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 fight, drinking, 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 uh, fight. Okay, okay. This yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, I remember that. Dennis Leary's great. No Cure for Cancer? Yeah. Was that it, maybe? No, that, I, think no. It, I think that one was on um, Lock and Load. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. I understand it's not good to say Patty's Day. No, no, you just got to say St. Patrick's Day. I read that in an article or something. Otherwise, you're going to piss somebody off. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> they're liable to hit okay, you in the head with man. a shillelagh. <laughs> okay, we men. Do you like carn? Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like I can go over to the tilted kilt anymore for St. Pat- Patrick's Day. I'm not surprised. They closed it. Bastards. That place was a hole. So disappointed. Oh, they well. had such good freaking potential, but you know. Oh, well. The, you know what? The tilt to Kilton Vegas is great when we go to SEMA, but yeah. uh, the one there yeah. in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Not a not, not wasn't wasn't the biggest fan. Not the biggest fan. Yeah. Okay, so we got some cool Camaro stuff to talk about here, and we're going to be talking, of course, about the competition like we always do, because competition's good. Uh, first and foremost, some new spy shots of the Camaro interior refresh, yeah. alleged, well, sort of re- refresh? That's what they're... anything Yeah, the refresh, the, the, yes. the 2019, well, they're calling it the 2019 Camaro refresh. We've mm. yet to see a car be unveiled anywhere. Yeah. Um, how about, yeah, the competition? Um, the, an unlikely competitor is really starting to get some traction, literally. Huh. And it's taken down other chunks of competition. Chunks. Um, there's, there's a contest coming up to where you could win a Camaro. We're going to talk about that, and we want you guys to get your, 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 your mouse clicky fingers ready. And uh, U.S. News and World Report. Did a head-to-head Camaro versus Challenger, which one you should buy. We got a bunch of voicemails. And then we got some YouTube stuff to talk about, including um, nothing Camaro-related, but a guy who built, is rebuilding a special salvaged car, and the company that issued it wants to take it back legally. Hmm. We're going to kind of talk about that, because it's just kind of interesting. Legally. Legally. Hmm. And, they're, okay. and they're kind of screwing the guy over, I think. All right. All right. Let's talk about let's let's talk about the the news of the week. Latest spy shots confirm the 2019 Camaro will stick with the six speed manual transmission. This comes to us from our friends over at GM Authority. A, another image was released of a car out testing. You saw the exterior. Obviously, you're seeing the front here, where it's all camoed. Where the the most of the changes are going to take place, as well as the rear. And then. Then someone must have stuck their camera right in while the AIM guy was driving it. <laughs> it sure as heck looks <laughs> Shout like Shout out it. Steven. Um it and, and well they they you know they do a close up on, on the handle of the shifter. 
to prove it's a six-speed manual. But other than that, it looks identical inside. Identical. That's why I'm saying it's not... I can't see what's been refreshed. Neither can I. And I own one of these vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, any like little details like where the 12-volt outlet is sticking straight up in front of the... The cup holder is that's the same, right? It's the same. Everything's the same. Yeah. Uh, um key. I mean, I'm looking around, I'm just not seeing anything. And so and, and, and the article is it's confirming that nothing is changing with the transmission either. It's yeah. just hmm, rumors. Kind of a yeah, because we had rumors earlier that the the twenty nineteen was going to get a seven speed manual transmission, but then the, the carb docks were reissued and confirmed that there was uh, no seven speed. It was replaced with the six speed. Uh-huh. So we're like, oh, mm, dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. no, no, whatever. Um, what took place in relation to the seven speed gearbox remains a mystery. But mm. here are the three most likely scenarios. Chevrolet had planned to introduce a seven speed manual and transmission in the 2019 Camaro, likely the same unit as the Corvette C7, but something prevented him from doing it. Uh, number two, those responsible for putting together carb documents made a typographical error using the number seven instead of the six and number three the seven speed will still show up in the gen six camaro but in a different model powertrain configuration one that we haven't seen yet in person like i don't know a z28 i don't know hey wait a second bro (laughs) wait a second here okay hold on wait a second wait a second here i got me thinking though what Okay, the, the 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 pictures are obviously cosmetically not accurate to production, right? With the, uh, with the leopard print all over yeah, and everything. Course, of course. So what if, what if, what if that cap on the shifter is also not cosmetically accurate? You mean like you could just twist it off and put a six-speed one on? Like they're messing with us? Well, I wouldn't say like they're messing with us. They're just buying, grabbing stuff off the shelf to throw a, an Iver car together. Right, because they don't have a seven-speed shifter not right yet. they might that transmission in that car might be a seven speed yeah. Yeah. just because the cap says six and ends at six doesn't mean it's not something else that's just like saying because it might say ss on the side doesn't mean that there's not a zl1 engine in there <laughs> yeah you never know i don't know and you know what no one no one al he might say hey photographer over there make sure they get a shot of the interior <laughs> You know, let them get really close. Wave to them to come and get it, get up close. And then, you know, uh-oh. You, or no, you've got mail. <laughs> you've uh, got mail. Yeah. and You've um, got seven speeds. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? It's I'm, I. So I think this confirm, confirms absolutely nothing. Exactly. Is, we're just turning is, our wheels here. We're just, we're just looking at pictures. This and... is fake news. <laughs> I, I, I. I'm expecting to see a refresh soon. If they're going to do this for 2019, dude, the 2019 model years start getting produced in like June, don't they? Wrong. Uh, Wrong? I'm just saying that. Wrong. Wrong. Fake news. Wrong. (laughs) So I'm saying that if we don't see this in New York, uh, I don't know when they're going to start producing this car. I I mean, they did start producing the 6th gen uh, in Lansing. I think it was November. November of 2016, because I believe they were still producing the 5th gen. At the same time, they started producing the 6th gen, because 
Oshawa was producing the fifth gen. They were finishing that out while they started production. Hmm. I don't know. We're gonna keep our we're gonna keep our eyes and ears open because who knows? Tells me these pictures were taken. Oh, some of them. No, maybe not. I was gonna say it looks like Lansing. The the first picture, doesn't it? It looks like Lansing, but I don't know why. I mean, how can you really tell? Well, it's it's, but, uh, uh, it's definitely not California. Look at the grass. Look at the bushes. It's it, they're they're dead. You know, some from the winter time. So otherwise, that would be bright green if that was somewhere in a warm climate or somewhere other than maybe. It could be out east. It could be another you know, straight out east. Yeah, but. it could. It could. It's just the the one picture where you see the the trucks and the fence with the barbed wire on yeah. it made me think of Lansing. Yeah. And those, I mean, those two cars that are behind it kind of look like Michigan license plates. So, oh yeah, there you go. But then in the in the gallery, it also shows the car being tested in the Colorado Rockies. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They had a lot so. of pictures there. They had a lot of pictures. Yep. Hmm. Well, we're gonna so keep I guess talking. Confirms that we know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just spent the first nine minutes of the show talking about nothing. No. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what we do know. What? What? That an unlikely competitor is starting to get a name for itself. The Kia Stinger. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good looking car. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Kia or Hyundai or anything like that just because no. I'm not. But no. It's but okay. this, I, it's a good looking car for being a sedan or uh, yeah. A sedan, huh? A sedan. The uh the twenty eighteen Kia Stinger GT. Well, of course, the GT. Is the real deal, they're saying. Uh, Jalopnik released an article where they're pitting it up against the Ford Mustang GT <laughs> in Australia, mate, where the Ford Mustang GT ran 1332 at 173.83 kilometers per hour. <laughs> and the Kia Stinga GT ran 1283 at 172.5 kilometers an hour. Uh, let, me, let me do my little quick... Uh, conversion here. Let's see. Kilometers <laughs> to mile per hour. It's uh, 100. To, uh, uh, it depends on the on the conversion rate, the exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. 173. Let's see. 173 is 107 miles an hour. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. You like this vehicle? Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, it's... it's uh, I don't think it, for what it is, it's not bad looking. Had some friends that they love Kias. They've had a few of them. They love them. To me, it kind of looks like a Tesla. Kind of, yeah. Kind of looks like a Tesla. Yeah. So let's see here. It says, um, for reference, the Kia makes do with 365 horsepower from its 3.3 liter twin turbo V6, while the Mustang is over 400 from its 5 liter V8. Um, motoring Australia pegs the power figure. Uh, at 410 horse, which seems off since Ford claimed 435. The Mustang did make 412, but what was when? Uh, oh, but that was when it was older, 2011 to 2014. In any case, the Kia is faster than you'd expect. Nice car. <laughs> so we will link this up in the show notes. Mm. So you watch the video too. It's pretty neat. It it's, it's, it it's, walks that Mustang, dude. It walks it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So here's my recommendation. Something rolls up on you that looks like a Kia Stinger G Stinker GT. I like I like some of the discussions and the, the comments. Wait, what? 
1332? That seems slow. My 2013 Boss 302 will click off high 12s and they heat, and on paper it should go 12-4. Call me old school, but they should have never, ever went with independent suspension. All that did was make it more expensive and heavy. Yeah. SVT, and, man. And, and, it, and it brought it up to current standards. <laughs> How stupid of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I love reading comments. Yeah, people are. My car does that, blah, blah, and my blah, 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 you suck, and you don't know how to drive. You got an automatic pussy. And... <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna link that up, guys, in the show notes, and uh, you let us know what you think. Uh, pretty impressive. I actually, I, I got, I actually, I'm a little more. I, I kind of like the body style better on the Kia Stinger GT as well. And as you know, I'm not a fan of the mud stain at all. So <laughs> Chris has turned into a Kia Stinker fan. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know what? I like performance cars. Speaking of which, my neighbor bought another Mustang. Yeah. It's got a big fat turbo on it. Big fat turbo. Big fat turbo. So, so good for the Kia gang. Uh, You know, I wonder what. I, 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 based on that, I wouldn't mess with it in an underpowered car like a Mustang. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I saw. I I saw this was pretty cool. I, I, I like gear wrench tools. Um, I, I've got a, I've got some of their tools and I really like them. Decent quality stuff in my opinion for my usage. Yeah. Um, they got this thing going on launching this April. So we're just going to give, give you the heads up. Gear wrench is having a win a Camaro challenge. And, uh, it has to do with, uh, the gear wrench 2018 ZL1 Chevrolet Camaro that will take the track May 6th at Dover for NASCAR race and all that. We talk about we talk about NASCAR. So uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I guess there's uh, timed activity stations using gear wrench tools, and you got to compete in the fastest times to win a custom gear wrench 2018 Camaro. And it's got the dates and locations that we'll link up so you can plan your trip. You're giving out some cool stuff. If you like gear wrench, or if you just like Camaros, or just fun stuff, check it out. Check it out. Cool. Check 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 it out. Check it out. Um, let's see. <clears throat> now time to get stuff. U.S. News and World Report. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 2018 Chevy Camaro versus the 2018 Dodge Challenger. Uh, someone wrote an article here. They said Camaro versus Challenger. What muscle car should you buy? Some people still call the, the Chevy Camaro muscle car, though it fits the bill as a true sports car. Oh, more than the Dodge Challenger. Reviewers laud the Camaro for its agile handling and stellar driving dynamic dynamics, but the Challenger is arguably a true iconic muscle car with its yeah, burly retro facade and absurdly powerful drag strip ready variants. So they did they went through, they did they took both cars head to head, and here's what they said. First they said price. Yep. Winner, Camaro. Yay. Next, reliability. Winner, tie. They're both junk. <laughs> the next, they said seat comfort. Winner, Challenger. They said this Camaro seats four passengers while the Challenger seats five. Really? Whatever. That's a thing? Um, cargo space. Challenger. Oh, Who buys a Camaro for cargo space? I mean, next. you need some, but, you know. Hey, oh, I love it. They use a snowboard and skis <laughs> as an example. <laughs> yeah. Because, yes. Camaros are awesome in super snowy areas. Yeah, lame. Wrong. Next, interior quality. Winner, Camaro. Next, interior features. Winner, Ty. I agree with that. Dodge has some good stuff going on with their interior stuff. Acceleration. Winner, Challenger. And I think they're basing this off of their... Uh, Base. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. The 275 horsepower turbocharged four-cylinder, whatever. Next, it's fuel economy winner, Dodge Challenger. Uh, well, how, that's really? Fuel, what? Yeah. That just seems weird that it's overpowered than the Camaro, and it has... And it, and it gets better. Yeah. Something doesn't seem right okay, about that. Whatever. Next, ride and handling. Winner, Camaro. Winner. Next, safety. Winner, Camaro. I'm surprised at that, too. And the winner is the 2018 Camaro. Yes. Uh, the 2018 Dodge Challenger has more space for its passengers and cargo. It's also more powerful engine options. And if you opt for base engines... You'll save money on gas. Aside from above victories, the 2018 Chevy Camaro comes out ahead. It's less expensive than the Challenger. And if you choose the V6 engine, it's equally fuel efficient. Upgrading to the V6 costs $1,495, which puts the Camaro's price at only $400 more than a base Challenger. The Camaro also provides a nicer cabin with more standard features. It handles appreciably better, and it's safer to drive. So hats Gotta off. Gotta love it. Yeah. U.S. News. They know. They know. Awesome. Well, we already know. But that was cool. That was very <laughs> good. Okay. Um, let's get to some voicemails. We haven't had any for a couple weeks, right? Did we? That's right. Then we offered up a, a cool contest. Okay. Um, so what was that? <laughs> Call in and give us something Camaro related. Was that it? Oh, it was the give us something to talk about. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's the first one. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Dave Bernard. Um, I have a whole social media out there uh, on Instagram. It's UC underscore Mafia. Uh, Facebook is, you find it by looking up, um, what is it, UC Mafia 1. Um, I remember them all, sorry, guys. Um, on Twitter, it's uppercase U, lowercase C, uppercase M, A, F, I, A. And then YouTube is UC Mafia Car Club. And I also got a Daily Motion channel. It's uh, Ultimate Camaro, or uh, no, UC Mafia. But my name of my Camaro is Ultimate Camaro. She's getting fully built right now. I would like to talk with you guys if I could. Um, my phone number I'm about to launch my uh, website, ucmafia.com. Um, let's see what else. Um, my favorite, though, is the fifth gen, hands down. There ain't nothing that looks more like the old school 16, you know, first generation, you know, a little bit better fenders, the lights, everything. You know, everything about the fifth gen shits on all of them. There's nothing better. You know, the sixth gens are great. Don't get me wrong. You know, they're cool. But they kind of, like, sucked it in too much in the doors, I think. You know, it it, it just doesn't look right to me. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean... My mine's getting fully built right now. Um, I'm gonna have a whole premiere video on YouTube and all that stuff. Um, trying to get this whole thing going with the social media. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I'm doing everything from forge bottom in. Um, I'm going with the LS9 CNC port. We lost him. Uh, well, thanks, um, Dave. Dave was his name. Dave. I'm gonna have to beep out his phone number there. Yeah, he's but, in the uh, Vegas area though. Uh, yeah, so it sounds like he's he's got a nice uh, website and stuff getting set up. Um, sounds like he's working on something. Um, yeah, if if you have a question for us, you can hit us up on on our on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com dot com slash Camaro Talk Show, and the messages there. Um, 
if you've got a question there or emails, what's our email? It's webmasters at CamaroShow.com. Yep. Or you can just fill out the form at uh, CamaroShow.com. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> one thing that he did, he did mention is that uh, he thinks the fifth gen is, is the best of them all. Okay. And, uh, interesting, interesting. Cause you know, I, a lot of people like to gravitate towards the latest and greatest new thing automatically. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a, a, a cool thing where he's, you know, outlined a couple of good, good reasons. Well, in his opinion, why, uh, why uh, the fifth gen is the best Camaro generation out there. So Excellent. thanks for uh, letting us know about that. Thanks, Dave. Let's uh, let's move on to the next one. Hey, Chris and Jason. This is Charlie One. I wanted to just, I listened to your podcast and I wanted to give my ranking on um, what I believe was probably the best uh, kind of list of Camaros I thought. Last, for me, the number six, which would be the bond, would be the third generation. It was the generation that first got me into one to get a Camaro, but the styling cues and then the the mid-level power was just something that didn't quite set me, you know, didn't quite set me right compared to what everything else has been offered throughout the generation. Next would be the second generation. I love the sound cues it had from the beginning with the split, split bumper and then mid-cycle being really well, worked well for me. And then the, the end of that phase, the louvers, the foilers, and everything really had a great style, especially all the decals. Next, next one that would be up would be the sixth gen. I don't like the sixth gen as much, and I rank it so low because I feel like it's riding the coattails of the fifth gen, which I believe was maybe a design too that was decided upon Chevrolet that didn't work well as also with marketing. Um, but the power that they've introduced or enhanced with track racing and downforce and aerodynamics is really amazing. Next one would be the fourth gen. Um, the fourth gen was something that. I wanted to get into, the problem was when I was getting into cars, it was hard to even discuss the matter with people that have fortunes at the time that I was looking into it because all of them were just full F-body, full out power, and it was just nothing but, at my time, just really nothing that, I couldn't carry a conversation because everyone thought, oh, if you don't have the horsepower um, or you don't know what we're talking about and how much horsepower you put into it, it's something you can't hang out with us about. So that really turned me off. The next one, which would be number two, is the first gen. The first gen for me was is iconic. The look is iconic. The, the three years that was produced, every time I think of muscle car and friends I know that I have that have in the muscle cars, think of the Camaro along with the Mustang, but Camaro is always iconic. Last, the number one for me, and this is probably me being very biased, and you guys know that of me perhaps, is the fifth gen. The fifth gen was the break for me to be able to get into the automotive industry and not feel left out. So it, I could get a fifth gen. I could go and come in with a lot of people that were getting into the fifth gen and Camaro as well because of the hiatus. There was, auto, there was auto shows. There was track racing. There was drag racing. The fifth gen offered everything. The marketing campaign was amazing. The special editions were – there was a plethora of special editions. There was a Camaro for everyone, and everyone that wanted a Camaro could get something that they felt was their own individual car that separated themselves from everyone else. But that's why I like the fifth gen, and that's why I rank it as the first. That's my list, and I uh, hope you guys have a good one. Bye. Charlie won one, 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 one with his lists. Yep. And and that's a fair statement. That is a yeah. fair, I mean, that's, yeah, everybody's got their, the reasons why their rankings. He ranked fifth, number one. <clears throat> I cannot disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. That's, He's, that's good. He, he gave some valid, valid points on that. And his, but what I found interesting was his last one. He he ranked a third gen last, and second gen, yeah. second gen, second from last. Interesting. interesting. And, and, but you know, he backed it up with his reasoning, and that's yeah. 
that's that's what we're looking for. Yeah, that's all we're looking for. Huh? Good, good stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Good points. Good points. Good yeah. points. That's what we wanted to hear. Yeah. So this was, uh, you know, obviously in response to our list that we put out last week in podcast number 153. If you didn't listen to that episode, check it out. Just head over to CamaroShow.com and you can listen to it there or just about anywhere else yeah. these days. Yeah. Um, we have a lot more voicemails to go through, but first, here's how you can contact us. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. All right, let's go to the next one. Here we go. Hey, guys, this is Camaro Skip from New York. Um, I was just listening to the podcast, talking about your favorite generations of Camaro. Here's mine with a slight twist. My numbers are one, two, four, six, five, three. Um, the first generation, big fan of the '69 Camaro. Not a big, not too keen on the '67 and '68s. The second gen, I like '70 to '73. The fourth gens, I prefer the '98 to 2002. And for the fifth generation, I prefer the first like 2010 to 2013 over the 2014 to 2015 so i think that's another way to look at it if you um you know say that you like a certain generation better but there's different you know variations of the cars that go along with that so anyway keep up the good work love the show see ya bye Thank you, Camaro Skip, calling in from New York. That's right. Excellent. So he goes one, two, four, six, five, six, three. Five, three. <clears throat> Interesting. That's the first one we've heard that they, they put the first and second gen one and two. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Another yeah. one with uh, gen three last. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, Camaro Skip, for that. Let's move on yeah. to the next one. How's it going? This is Michael again from Connecticut. Uh, I just wanted to call in again. It's been a little while. I'm still listening to the show. Love it, of course. Um, I wanted to, You guys were mentioning the Hennessy uh, Exorcist um, last week, and I just wanted to call in and just talk about that a little bit because I just find that the price is a little, I don't know, over-exaggerated for what you actually get because I'm pretty sure you could build that same car probably even more powerful for way less. Um, just getting into performance building myself with my car. Um, it's supercharged. It's in for the cam right now. It's running methanol. Um, you know, if you know the right people, you know, maybe the right shop or whatever, you can always make power. And you can definitely make it for less than, what was it, $130,000 altogether, which is, I don't know. And I mean, just for the name, I guess. But to me, it's just a, just a little bit insane. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just, I would rather buy a C7 and build it for $130,000. But anyway, that's just my thoughts. Um, you guys take care and love the show and have a good one. Peace. Michael from Connecticut. He brings up a very valid point. Thanks mm-hmm. for calling in, buddy. And we've been talking about this from the dawn of when we've been working on vehicles. Why should I buy this guy's put together vehicle for all this money when I can do it myself cheaper? Because... <laughs> People that have all that money, 
like to go in and say, I want that. I'll be back to pick it up. When Tell me when to pick it up. Great. Here's some money. I'll be back then. Yeah. And then that time comes and they go, hey, thanks. See ya. And then they put it next to all their other cars that they did the same thing with. Another another reason could be warranty. Could be warranty. Yep. Um, you know, if like the old days, like if you went to like, say, I don't know, SLP and you got a vehicle mm-hmm. from them, you knew that their cars were validated and tested uh, to proper crash standards. Um, and they would also offer a warranty on their vehicles. Um, when you got companies like, I don't know, I don't know how Hennessy stands behind their cars. I really, I really don't know. I've never dealt with yeah. a Hennessy car before. Um, if they would stand behind a warranty, if, you know, you, you order an exorcist from them, you, you live in Michigan, they build it in Texas, something blows up. Well, how do they take care of that for you? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it is true what he says. You can build a car yourself with a reputable shop in your area if you can't do it for a lot less money. But do you have to worry about, I guess, blowing it up yourself and, and them not standing behind it or, or whatever? You know you know what I mean? I just uh, pulled up Hennessy's uh, warranty here. Okay. Just kind of got me curious here. Um, it's probably going to be a bunch of legal stuff. Uh Retain safety and durability built into our upgrades. It is essential that your vehicle receives the scheduled maintenance that is re- recommended by HBE. Our warranty is not... There's really no details. Okay. That's really all it says, and there's a form to fill out. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks for calling in, Michael from Connecticut. We'll move on to our last voicemail here. Oh, <laughs> Good God. Chris Frazza. That is amazing... Roll on suitcase with your face on both sides. The only thing that would be better is if it was animated like your Facebook, where you're going, yeah, rock on. Hey, Jason, I guess you're getting some warm weather down there, about 55, 60 degrees down in Tennessee. Well, it's warm here in Cincinnati, driving around in the G71 Colorado, but midnight package. Super fun. Uh, you know, Camaros are in the garage. Anyways, just wanted to see if you guys had Scott Settlemeyer on for his birthday, the F5 father, or how often Heisen. Talk to you guys later. I love the show. Postal days, signing off. Oh, God. Oh. Well, well th- you knew thanks. that was going to happen sooner or later. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Um, yeah. I guess he's got some warmer weather down there, too, huh? Yeah. Right now, it's 70 degrees or something like that. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Scott had his birthday this week. Happy birthday, Scott, the F-Bod father. Yeah, glad he brought that up, though. Yeah. Good old Scott, yeah. So he likes your uh, luggage cover <laughs> that you posted on social media. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that thing, you know, that thing's been being tossed around social media for a while now. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to order it. And it, it it's actually made in the UK. So it takes about a month to get because, I don't know, they send it Royal Mail, which is slower than probably the Postal Mail. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Postal Mail kind of sucks. So does his employees. Yeah, it, it, takes, about four, it takes about four 
four weeks to order. You just send them oh, a picture. Man. Yeah, you send them a picture, and then uh, they usually make it within probably a week, and it takes like three weeks to get to you. Um, but yeah, I got that, and um, it's it's gonna draw I think some attention at the airport, and and I, I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh. Oh man, you, you gotta take video of. Well, Leslie told me she she told me that is embarrassing, and she won't be seen with me with that. I said, oh, mm. yeah, uh, sure. Well, at least it's, <laughs> you know it's not like a picture of your butt or anything. Yeah, it is double sided. It's my uh-huh. face on both sides, and uh, it's snug like a glove on the suitcase. <laughs> and it covers your entire suitcase. So like when it's coming down the belt at SEMA, dude, it's huge. It's it's I am I cannot wait. I'm. I, I should have my camera out um, when because I'm traveling quite a bit next month. Yeah. So I think I'm going to like have like my cell phone out. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, guys, can you, do you guys see my suitcase? Is it, you know, because they're all black. They're all black. And then all of a sudden you'll see my giant face coming down probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to, I took, used to take red zip ties because... Yeah, you're right. Every single piece of luggage, even if it looks nothing like yours, you want it to be yours so you can get the hell out of there. Right. I, I put red zip ties on the handles. Well, that's a good but, idea. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty neat. And it, there's also some promotional value there, too. Like when you fly to SEMA, if you get a custom one done with your company logo on it or something. True, true. But uh, that company's on to something big. Yeah. There's many people traveling and flying. I know. That's and I how know. much was it? It was like, I don't know, whatever UK money. It was $40 like UK money. So I don't know. What was that, like two bucks? I don't know. (laughs) $6,000, I think, US or something like that. Pretty neat stuff. Uh, Throw a link to the company in the show notes just for kicks. Okay. I can't. Firebox. It was something called Firebox, I think. Firebox. That's that's funny. Uh, I know we're running out of time, so I'm just going to touch on this briefly. But it's by no means not important, at least to to this guy. He's, this guy, he's he's you got a YouTube channel called Sam Crack C R A C. I don't know if that's a part of his last name or what, but he's got a kind of a neat video where he uh, fixes up salvaged cars for really cheap, and he kind of just documents it. And he's got a big old farm and everything. And well, he bought a Domino's pizza delivery vehicle, the special kind of Chevrolet brand rebranded. Spark or Sonic or whatever. Spark. Spark. Yep. Spark with a little little oven door on the side of it so that the delivery guys can, you know, promote Domino's pizza. And then when they show up, they just open the side and they pull out the pizza and ba bam, it's yours. And I guess it holds up to eighty pizzas. And there's there's a website you can go to where you can see which cities in the United States have these little pizza cars. Well, he, he bought a totaled one off a, a car salvage auction site for like less than a thousand dollars and he completely fixed it up by using parts from another Chevrolet Spark. Yeah. And uh, I guess Domino's Pizza didn't like that. They didn't like the videos he was making showing that he was rebuilding it to be running again. And they they threatened legal action, and they said, okay, well, sell it to us for an amount of money that he didn't agree with, and he said he politely declined. They said, okay, great, we're going to pursue legal action. They came back and said, here's another offer, same offer as before. He said no, and he goes, great. Now we're really pursuing legal action, and they are. They're trying to take a car from him that he lawfully owns because it used to belong to them at one point. Hmm. That's weird. And I can't figure out why. I know. Like, what would there be – what would their – the company big as big as Domino's, it's right. not like there's monetary value. And he's not pretending to be Domino's, like, as an infringement on – Right on, on them, so he's not trying to confuse anybody. He's simply repurposing a vehicle. And he, yeah, and, and he offered to say, well, instead of that, how about this? How about um, 
we do like a we, let's work together. Let's let's fill this thing with eighty pizzas because that's what it'll hold. Yeah. And I'll go to uh, some. Um, I think they said special needs schools or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And give them give them a bunch of pizza. It'd be a great promotional thing. It'd be good for the charity, good for the you know community. And then whatever's left over, they deliver to the homeless folks that could yeah. could use a good good bite to eat. And they yeah. said no. No. And then sells, they offered sells. to take it and put somebody else's sports logo on it. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. It's it's not like he's going to pretend to be a Domino's delivery driver. Yeah. He did he does because he likes to rebuild cars. So here's the thing: if I find a, uh, a Domino's Pizza, the roof sign that they suction cup to the thing, the top of the car in a in a landfill, and I put it on top of my car. Does that mean that Domino's can sue me and try to take it? Right. Doesn't make sense. So he's got a legal fund set up, and I just think in this day and age, you know, there's a lot of frivolous things out there like this, but I don't think this is very frivolous at all. I think this is kind of a serious matter. So we're gonna link up the video in the show notes, and it'll kind of outline the situation. It also has a link to his GoFundMe page. Um, this guy's got a really cool YouTube channel. I really like watching it, and I think it's absolute BS that Domino's is doing this without being clear on what their true intentions are. Yeah, They're hiding so, something. Yeah, so if you got any lawyers out there, any legal minds out there, and you want to mm-hmm. you want to help this guy out, we'll have the link to his YouTube channel too. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, you, you know what? You put a, you put somebody – let's let's say you just like you, – you got a Camaro. Let's say you got a Camaro, and you like – I'm just going to use a name. Uh, Borla. You like Borla. And you buy their parts, and you put it on your car, and you just love Borla, and you put a Borla sticker on the side of your car. Yeah. Does that mean Borla can say, hey, whoa, that's copyright infringement. You're representing Borla unlawfully. We're taking your car. Yeah. It's a, it's, I don't see it's any different. Or, hmm. or you or you buy a, buy a car that was totaled that SLP built, and then you rebuild it, and you put an SLP sticker on it. Does SLP say, hey, we're taking it back? Don't know. No. Don't, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, messed up. So hmm. I obviously I'm very sensitive to the situation because I I just think it's pretty tragic that they're trying to strong arm him. Watch the video, support the guy if you feel the need. Tell us what you think. I know we're out of time. Yep. So uh, until um, next week, we'll, we'll hopefully maybe learn some more news about the refresh. I, I don't know. I, I don't know when's that ever gonna drop. I think New York Auto Show's in April. Is it? Yeah, April? I think so. I think it's it's coming up soon. So who knows? Um. But until then, uh, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Yep. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.